1: Hey, y'all, welcome back or welcome. If this is your first time listening, this is the Brown Vegan Podcast and it's so amazing to be back for another season. I hope you are doing well. And if not, I hope you will get well very, very soon. Oh man, it feels so good to turn this mic on y'all. I miss y'all so much, but I am so thankful for the time that I took off because it allowed me to get some things in order. We'll talk about that in future episodes. Anywho, I am back with another conversation for you If you are a new listener on this podcast We like to talk about vegan life We also like to talk about overall wellness Including mental health living your best life and finances. This is a lifestyle podcast, and I'm so, so thankful that you are here with me today. So in today's episode, I have Naila on the show, and we just kind of chatted up. We just kind of chop it up in this conversation. Y'all know I like to do that. We start off by talking about why she decided to become a vegan after getting some abnormal test results. We talk about being vegan in L.A., building community, some of her favorite ingredients, some of her ways to save money on her grocery bill. Just a really nice casual conversation that I hope you guys enjoy. As always, you can get the show notes and everything we mentioned at brownvegan.com. And of course, I would say come hang out with me on Instagram. But you know what? I haven't even really been on Instagram in like two months. But come hang out because I probably will be back soon, I hope, (laughs) to share some things that are going on as far as food and things like that. So, yes, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation. So how have you been doing? What's going on with you?
2: I'm doing well. I'm currently actually in the middle of a cleanse that I'm doing. So I'm feeling really great, but yeah, I'm doing well. How are you?
1: I'm good too, but let's talk about this cleanse. Okay. Which one are you doing? (laughs) Oh God, I get so nervous every time I hear about a cleanse.
2: (laughs) Um, So I actually, you know, it's been, I'm going to be very transparent. It has been a rough couple of months. Like I was not doing great mentally there's just a lot happening in the world, you know, around us. LA is kind of a crazy place too. And I just wasn't feeling great. So I was on YouTube kind of like looking up natural ways to like feel better, you know, affect my mood, all of that stuff. And I was on YouTube and I saw this guy, his name is G Bryant. And he did a 90 day raw vegan cleanse and it like transformed him. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So that night I literally... (laughs) Threw my groceries away and I went and I got some fruit, some vegetables, and I have been doing it ever since. I'm on day seven. Wow. How long are you planning to go? Well, I wanted to do 30 days. Mm -hmm. And I I would love to do 30 days, but it's kind of expensive, honestly. And this inflation does not help. So if I get to 14 days, I feel good about two weeks. If I get to 30, that's great too. I just kind of want to. I don't want to do it for too long and then kind of feel the need to just drastically go back to how I was eating before. So if I can get to 14 days and kind of make this my foundation for my everyday eating, I feel good about that.
1: I love it. That's a great goal. So what are like the guidelines you have for yourself? Are you eating raw or is it just unprocessed?
2: I'm eating raw. So nothing is cooked. And it's crazy because it's cold out here. And oh, I, I was want- about to say. <laughs> I want warm food so badly. Yeah. <laughs> But I've been having a lot of fruit in the breakfast in the, for breakfast. I have like a salad and maybe some fruit for lunch and then for dinner, I have some tea with no sugar, so just water in the tea bag and some more fruit and that's pretty much it.
1: Wow, this salad must be massive. is it massive? What's in it?
2: Okay, in the beginning, actually it was kind of massive. I had arugula, kale, olives. Tomatoes, avocado, onions, bell peppers. I had everything in the beginning. It was massive. But over time, it's really gotten a lot smaller. So it's like a pretty small salad that Mm -hmm. I had. I'm not really that hungry anymore.
1: What? Oh my gosh. We have to talk more about this. Oh my goodness. Because so here's the thing I, no one is excited to do a cleanse, right? And no. it's so interesting because the other day my dad was like, we did a uh, Dr. Bobby Price's Dr. Holistics cleanse earlier this year. And it went really well. with was my sister, my parents, and myself. Mm-hmm. And my dad, when I was over the other day, said we should do it again. And I'm just like, it's cold. I don't want to do it again, you know? Um, and so I just, I'll, I always want to know, you know, outside of just feeling good. As far as like, you know, detoxing your body, are you looking forward to any other outcomes from it? Because it's such, it's so taxing in my opinion. I know it's good for us, but it also feels taxing mentally for me because i like i noticed that i graze unfortunately during the day and mm-hmm. sticking to a certain way of eating which i know is like a contradiction cuz i'm a vegan but you know what i mean like sticking <laughs> to just raw food it just feels like a lot so i know you said you had some rough couple of months but so what mm-hmm. are outside of feeling better physically what are you looking for
2: so i don't know what happened but like in september my skin just completely morphed into crazy breakouts like everything was fine. And then one day it was just terrible. So I've noticed that my skin is clearing up, which is really nice to see. I was also really fatigued. I could sleep for like eight, nine hours and wake up and still feel extremely tired. And I don't feel like that anymore, actually. Mm-hmm. I've been like bouncing up out of bed at six o'clock. I got to work like two hours early. I was so productive. I was like, who is she? Who is she? I like this. So I'm feeling really good. I lost like I think seven pounds so far, which it's not like drastically different, but my stomach doesn't feel bloated. I feel really light. So those are the things that I've noticed in the past seven days. I'm looking forward to what I'll notice in the next, you know, the next seven days. But those three things right now have kept me motivated. I I was kind of scared to do a cleanse and be at work because I feel like I'm an emotional eater. And when I'm busy, I like to eat and like snack on stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's been the opposite, actually. Because I'm busy, I don't even think about my food.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So it's been been relatively decent. On day five, I was like, I kind of want some French fries and a burger (laughs) right now. But I was able to push through that. But yeah, the mood, my skin... Energy levels, those three things have gone really well,
1: yeah, so how would you describe your vegan lifestyle before this detox? like what were you eating because when you as soon as you said fatigue, I started thinking about how a lot of times we don't eat enough calories, and that causes it. So what does your diet look like during that time before
2: this before these seven days? That's a great question, honestly, I feel like. Because I like to cook food and make it look good, I feel like I got really caught up in that and like presentation and like, what is this going to look like? And less about what am I actually eating right now? And I feel like I was was eating too many carbs. And when I ingest too many carbs, which turns into sugar, I realized I wasn't having enough vegetables. Like my plate was not colorful at all. In looking back, I was just eating a lot of like mushrooms and rice, tofu and rice. It was very basic. And then I would cook, you know, to post on social media and it was pretty, but it's like, okay, I can't eat like this every day. So I think this cleanse is just like a good reset for me. And I need to consciously think about what I'm eating. So going forward, I need to be a little bit more intentional because looking back, it was just for the aesthetics, but not really for my health.
1: Wow, I love that, that you're able to have that insight that, you know, it was just, because social media is so easy to get caught up in a lot of what's going it's so on there.
2: Easy. It's, too, it's too easy. Yeah,
1: yeah, I love that, that you are able to see that for yourself. How did you eat growing up? Like, what did that look like as for your family? Were you someone who enjoyed cooking with your family or were you more into eating <laughs> with your family or how did that look as far as your childhood?
2: I've actually never really thought about that. My childhood, I remember eating a lot of my mom's foods. So my mom is from Barbados. Mm. So, you know, curried goat, oxtail, fish, fried fish. My dad would cook gumbo. I love gumbo. I used to love seafood. I was never one to cook the food, though. So I I was an eater, definitely. (laughs) eating for show. I honestly haven't really cooked since I've been vegan. Like this has been a new life for me. I've just really loved being in the kitchen. And I just feel like it's just so fun to be creative. But my childhood was, was nothing like that. I just ate what was given to me. My mom is pretty, I don't want to use the word healthy, but she's very intentional. Like she does pay attention to like, is the meat grass fed? You know, she has always been into being organic. So, even though it's like curried goat and like stewed food and all of that, I do feel like she was intentional with what she's buying. So I've kind of always had that in the back of my mind. So I'm really thankful for that. But growing up, I definitely was an eater. Not any one chef by any means.
1: Yeah, there's something about veganism that forces you to kind of just approach, get like you said, get creative in the kitchen and try new things that you never did because you really don't have a choice if you don't want to spend a lot of money. You really don't, yeah, yeah, and I can relate to that too, like my dad has my parents aren't vegan, and my dad has always been intentional as well, like, okay, is it fresh ingredients? like, how can I make this better? You know, so I love that that's that's great. I think that's a good start because I don't know about you, but I know for myself that's how it was as well. like before I was a vegan, when I was a vegetarian. Or even then, before then, I was concerned about grass-fed and I bought o- organic milk and all of those things. So I think it's a stepping stone in the right direction for a lot of people. And so that's why I never discredit it. I'm like, start where you are. Do what you have to do to get to where you want to be. So I love that.
2: But older that I get, I realize how important that was. And I think I overlooked that. In my younger years, Mm -hmm. because my mom also cooks with grapeseed oil and like she understands the importance of those minor changes in your meals, so turning vegan I feel like was a little bit easier because I was okay. I can get organic fruit. I cook with the right oils. Like my body felt good making that adjustment. So I'm thankful that it wasn't more drastic for me because I did it overnight. So I feel it could have been a lot harder had I not kind of had that upbringing.
1: Yeah, definitely. You're so right about that. Now let me tell you, you know you have to tell us like why did you decide to become a vegan?
2: So, it was another cleanse actually. Um, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about me and these cleanses, but uh, I actually went to the doctor and I had a biopsy that did not go well. So, I was panicked and stressed and anxious and all of those things that go with and abnormal test result. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking into ways to heal my body naturally. So I came up on a few things, you know, Dr. Sebi came up, vegan came up, all of these things came up. So I did 14 days alkaline vegan, because I guess I read that it takes like 14 days for your cells in your body to like rejuvenate basically, to like turn them over.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So for 14 days I did alkaline and then I was vegan roughly and I went back to the doctor and everything was gone. Wow. Like my test result was fine, like, and it's been fine ever since. Mm. So in the back of my mind, I was like, well, I'm going to need to be vegan because like this really works, (laughs) but I just can't do it right now because I'm busy. (laughs) So I did that and I felt great, but I just mentally wasn't there and, you know, You got to be there mentally to really have it and stick to it long term. So during COVID lockdown, I did another cleanse. (laughs) I did I Am Surviving Vegan on Instagram. She has a 10 day detox cleanse. Is it tea? Like, what does it entail? It's like it's very strict. So it's time throughout the day. It's so like at 8 a.m. you wake up, you have like a, a colon cleanse drink. It has like garlic, cayenne pepper, olive oil, water. It does not taste good, but it does work. You eat like cantaloupe for lunch. You have like pineapple for dinner. It changes every day, but she sends you a guide. So you follow the guide for all 10 days. I don't know how she came up with that, but that changed my life. Mm. That is what made me stick to being vegan. So, ever since lockdown, when I did that 10 day cleanse, I have been vegan ever since. So, I really appreciate what cleanses have done for me. It, like, people don't realize the power of food. Like, it's so crazy to think about. Like, when my test results came back normal, I was low key spooked because I'm like, all I did was eat more vegetables. Like, obviously, what I was doing before was not working. So, yeah, that with my 10-day cleanse made me a vegan. So I'm here. Yeah.
1: Been- so well, was- for you, it's a, the motivation is just, it was health initially, obviously. Um, yeah. Making this transition. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't matter how you get here. I just noticed that when someone comes from one direction as far as why they decide to become vegan, and they end up on the other side if as they learn more and do more. So I mm-hmm. love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the last time we spoke, you said that there's a lot of vegan options in L.A., but you don't have a lot of vegan friends. And that actually surprised me because I was thinking is I feel like that's like the vegan capital next to New York. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you have any vegan friends? So what do you what do you think that's what's happening there with that,
2: like connecting with people? I was thinking about this after I talked to you, actually, and I was like, why is this the case? I feel like L.A. is very superficial and i feel like anything that's related to like health and like you know feeling good looking cute like we're all about that and i feel like veganism falls under that so i i think that we have the options there because it's like cool and it's kind of trendy right now so there are options and i i have friends and a, a lot of my friends are very open to eating vegan like they'll come to my restaurants with me they'll eat my food so they're open but I don't know anyone that's like actually vegan. So I'm kind of in it by myself.
1: Mm. And how long have you been in L.A.? All my life. Really? hmm
2: All wow. my life. Oh,
1: yeah. That is very interesting. That is very, very interesting. And I feel like even, you know, because you've been doing this for how long? Is it since lockdown, right? So I feel like making yeah. friends as an <laughs> adult is already kind of tricky anyway. So.
2: That's, that's also true yeah and then in this way yeah wow and people are like flexitarians there are so many categories of like what people eat like they'll eat vegan food they'll eat meat the next day then they'll go back being vegan so like I, I'm thankful that my friends are open to eating with me because I've never once felt like oh I can't order this I'm being judged or I've, ne- I've never felt that I just don't have anyone like in the trenches with me <laughs> Not you in the trenches, though. (laughs) (laughs) Like, day that I'm like, ooh, I really want to go do this right now. I just feel like I don't want to have them. I feel guilty. I don't want to take them to vegan food all of the time. So, you know, I'll, like, stay to myself on some days. So, like, to me, that's the trenches. Because if I had a vegan friend, I feel like they'd be down and with me through everything.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about as far as being confident in this decision? I know we kind of talked about that before as far as because it kind of you're making me think about how, you know, sometimes you don't want to take your friends to the vegan restaurant. And for me, I don't really care. I'm taking my friends to the vegan restaurant. We going there because I want something to eat. So how do you how do you approach it in a way that makes you feel confident about this decision? Because it's one thing to do something and it's cool, but to make it a lifestyle is totally different,
2: you know? I feel like I'm confident in my decision for me. I always, you know, am like overthinking somebody else. It's the Libra in me, I guess.
1: You're a Libra too. Me too. Mm-hmm. What's
2: your birthday?
1: September 29th. Oh. Are you October
2: Libra? Yes, I am. What's your date? October 3rd. Oh,
1: we're pretty close though. I love it. Libra. Okay, go ahead.
2: I'm sorry. I I just feel like I overthink for everyone else. I'm like, ooh, I don't know if they're going to want to eat this. I don't know this. I I need to work on that. But I feel like being a Libra, that's one of my traits. But I'm confident in my decision to be vegan. I will say I created my vegan ting Twitter and Instagram to hold myself accountable after my cleanse. And I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And people are so judgmental on the internet that I did doubt myself for some time. I'm like, am I, am I really vegan? Cause they're saying if you were vegan, you wouldn't do this and you wouldn't do that. And I had to really like think about it: like, am I doing this for me? Like, do I need to be vegan? Like based on their standards. So there was a moment in time for like my first three months that I was a little fickle. But now for myself, like I'm very confident in my decision.
1: I love that. And it's so true. I know I had that same experience where people just will tell you that you're not vegan enough. And it does kind of it gets into your head because you're like you want to do the best for yourself but a lot of times people kind of treat it like cult-like in my opinion so yes. and that's why a lot of times people don't even want to try because they're like if I have to commit and be 100% then I'm not going to do anything but I don't feel like that at all just do what you can do best and that's why when you were talking about how sometimes people eat vegan and the next day they eat meat as long as they're in my opinion as long as everything is more like plant-centered and they're making an effort that's great
2: I don't know and see that's how I feel and then I would like tweet that and they'd be like well you're not vegan then and you're not this and you're not that and it's like after you hear that for so long you're kind of like okay well maybe I need to take a step back and reevaluate but it's like no everyone is different everyone has their own vegan journey everyone has a different reason for why they went vegan like everyone is not the same and that's just it
1: I am uh, first of all the issue is
2: you on twitter they are. You know how Twitter, you know how Twitter can be. But I had no idea what I was getting into when I logged into Twitter. Because you
1: know, people have no shame over there. They just say whatever, and that's why it's kind of like it's one of those things where we have to kind of manage it. Because you know how on Twitter people are like searching for keywords just to come in your DMs and act crazy. You know how they do. Okay? You
2: don't even follow me. You don't even follow me. Like go away. You know, to me right now. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: So as, you know, as a Black woman in this space, I know sometimes at least years ago when I started, I felt like it was a little hard to find my footing in this community. I felt like I didn't necessarily have a space in the vegan community as a woman of color. What has your experience been so far, you know, just being a vegan in general, you know, in a non-vegan world and just especially as a Black woman?
2: It's it's hard for me to vocalize sometimes because I feel so out of place, but it's almost a sense of, how can I say this? I feel out of place, but I'm so used to feeling out of place. It doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. So I love seeing black women, black people in the vegan space, but especially the wellness space. And there's not that many of us. Like when you look around, there's like really a handful of us compared to, you know, anyone else really, So I I never even had the intention of really being in this space. I just wanted to post my food and go, to be honest. (laughs) But I remember one time, of course, I was on Twitter yet again. And I said, I love seeing Black people in the wellness space. That was my tweet. And people really attacked me for that. Like, just Black people? Like, really? Like, this is what we're doing on your platform? And I was like, okay, we haven't made much progress, you know, in terms of equality with influencers, all of that stuff. So I I just feel like if I'm gonna feel uncomfortable, the most I could do is create a space where I advocate for other black people in wellness and veganism. So I really try to go up for everyone of course, but there's a special place in my heart for black people. Like I am a woman of color and I wanna make sure that I can create a place of inclusivity if I can't feel included, the least I could do is try to create that space. Mm. So it's kind of hard to vocalize because I just feel like I'm an outcast, you know, in my daily life, whether that's work, you know, social life, what what have you. We just face so many different things and I feel like we are kind of desensitized to it in a way. So I can't put my finger on it, but I'm really big on engaging with as many people as possible and putting other black creators in the vegan space and in the wellness space on because that's that's what I would want so that's the energy that I give out
1: I love it that was perfect I love it you you said exactly yeah 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 look at I love this mission this is amazing it's
0: important same same exact mission yeah (laughs) it is it is it is You know, because I I know what you mean when you say that, like
1: sometimes you just too often we feel like we're not accepted in certain spaces. And so this just makes it a little more complicated, especially when you're on a platform like Twitter, where anybody and everybody is in your DMs. So, yeah, I definitely can.
2: What percentage of people are, are even vegan and then make them black? It's like, you know one percent are vegan apparently or something like that yeah i read that too
1: or and then i think it's higher for people who are like flexitarian of course but vegan i think last time i read it was like one or two percent the number kind of fluctuates a little but yeah in our space as far as black folks and being vegan yes is we're probably really low on that i think we're getting better the numbers are getting better but
2: we are the grand
1: scheme of things we're not that high i think
2: yeah. We just have we just have to support each other, basically. And I know it always sounds so cliche to be like, we have to support each other, but we really do because people will attack you for anything. And I feel like I don't know. We just don't talk about support enough, and seeing it is very, very important for me. Like, I want to make sure people see that I support people, that I retweet people, that I share people's posts, that I use their recipes. Like, all of that stuff is very, very important to me because I want to make sure that I'm actively using whatever platform I have to put people on especially people of color so I just feel like if we all did that we would have a very strong community and we would feel included to some degree somewhere
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely it's always it's about progress I love that so much yeah so so important as far as like posting food cuz I know you do a lot of that on Instagram and I don't even know if you do it on Twitter. I don't know if you post probably repurpose some of that on Twitter, but I know on Instagram you do. As far as your your style of eating and your style of cooking, what what ingredients do you find yourself gravitating to the most that makes it easy for you to you know, stick with this lifestyle and make it a part of your, your life instead of just a cleanse, you know, like what are some of the things that you feel? No. And I'm saying that because you know how it is a lot of people can do, and you even have this experience, they'll do a cleanse and they're like, that's cool. And then they'll go back and never come back. So yeah. what are some ingredients and things that you know, that keeps you going, you know, cause it's important to have those things.
2: Yeah. So uh, I do post on Instagram, but I'm mostly active on Twitter and I am a mushroom girl. That's pretty much almost all I post. Lion's mane, oyster mushrooms, portobello mushrooms. Mushrooms have kept me sane because the textures of all of these mushrooms is so great and so like meaty and they're so versatile that I've been able to kind of recreate my favorite Caribbean dishes, whatever I used to eat, I feel like a mushroom is involved to create the alternative. So that is my staple. So I like going to like farmer's markets and finding the more rare mushrooms. Like I just found lobster mushrooms. So I kind of want to use that when I'm done with my cleanse, of course, (laughs) but mushrooms, I love chickpeas. I do normally have a rice in there. I also love arugula. Arugula is my girl. Jackfruit. So I used to not like jackfruit, but I have been trying to play with it. And I think I'm a fan now. I'm on the fence, but jackfruit is now in some of my recipes that I cook. And hearts of palm.
1: Ooh, I like hearts of palm too, yeah. And arugula. That's good. I feel like arugula is a quiet taste. A lot of times people don't like that, but I love it. Especially when it's mixed with other greens.
2: Oh, you skipped over jackfruit.
1: I'm going to keep skipping over it.
2: Can I say tofu instead? <laughs> oh yes, tofu. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> oh god, me and jackfruit. Like I don't. I don't think I have the patience for jackfruit because I feel like it takes so much. And I. And every time I've tried it, and I think it's one of those things I probably need to try at a vegan restaurant, and maybe I'll feel better about it. But I just, it never does anything for me.
2: I don't know. Okay, I, need some cool. tips. <laughs> I used to feel like that. And they're like, well, you're not cooking it right. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna get this right. <laughs> it just, it does require a lot of time, but it can become something. I'm not, I'm not a fan, but I have grown to like it more. So I'm going to throw jackfruit in there, but I did forget tofu. I love tofu.
1: Yeah. Like mushrooms. Say it
2: again. Do you like mushrooms? Absolutely.
1: I don't even okay. think I could, I, I don't even think I could be vegan if I didn't like mushrooms, to be honest. That's I know, exactly it's, it's, how I feel. Yeah.
2: Word. That's a word.
1: <laughs> because, I mean, I, I, fortunately, I grew up eating them and I've always loved them. But I understand why people don't. Because that texture, it can be something. <laughs> the texture. Yes. Yeah, so I get it, but I love mushrooms. What are you planning to do with the lobster ones when
2: you finish with your cleanse? I wanted to do a vegan lobster roll with mushrooms. I did them before with hearts of palm and that was good, but I just want to see like which alternative is my favorite. It's so easy to make, but I want to try that. I want to try to do also like a vegan crab something. Like a crab cake? Yeah, yeah, I could do a crab cake. I could do... I don't know, like a spicy crab salad type of situation. They were just so pretty when I saw them and they have such a nice red color. I just feel like they would look really good if I if I didn't do the cake, maybe actually, because it might lose the coloring. Yeah. I don't know. The, the lobster roll came to mind first, but they were just so pretty. Mm-hmm.
1: I've never actually had any. I've only seen them online.
2: So, never either.
1: Yeah, it's wild how how far mushrooms have come because I mean, of course, they've always been out there. But over the I've been vegan for a while. So I remember in the early days, it was really hard to find like oyster mushrooms and things like that. And I feel like a lot of the even the most basic grocery stores carry them now because it's such a need and people are really there's they're really trying to experiment and learn more about mushrooms. And I love that.
2: They are because I get a lot of mine from Whole Foods and I was like, did I even notice these before I went vegan? I don't even think I liked mushrooms, honestly, before, and I don't like mushrooms raw, interestingly enough. So they need they need to be cooked. Mm -hmm. They're not a part of my cleanse because I cannot eat them uncooked. So (laughs) that's the funny part. Even though I'm obsessed, I have to I have to cook them. Yeah.
1: That that, that's another thing with texture too. I'm sorry, go ahead. How long have you been vegan? Wow, since 2010. So a long time. Oh, wow. <laughs> So, you know, I've seen so many changes over the years as far as like the vegan cheese. I remember it used to be cardboard back in the day. And <laughs> <laughs> so many, it didn't melt back in the day and, you know, that kind of thing. And so I've seen so much happen. And that's why I'm saying like the mushrooms too, because I, when I was growing up, but I'm sure your experience like is this as well, you know, portobello, we would have the baby Bella, you know, it, most of the simple things that you typically see at any store. And now it's just like way more variety that's being offered. And it was probably, like you said, always out there. We just never paid attention.
2: So, okay, it's been 12 years for you, pretty much, right? Uh huh. So, what's something that you used to not like when you first went vegan that you love now?
1: Tofu, for sure hmm oh, yeah and I think it's because I just didn't know how to cook it you know and also I didn't really you know maybe even your time like you didn't grow up probably eating tofu either it was one of those things that was just foreign yeah. and even to answer on in the opposite direction as far as something I still don't like is eggplant I still eggplant. Like
0: it.
1: I, I, yeah I don't I still don't like it what What about you what is something that you don't you still are like nah I'm good <laughs>
2: oh <sighs> that's a good
1: question okay let me tell you why I don't like eggplant oh. why you're thinking about it because I feel like no matter what something about the texture is just so off-putting to me I don't know what it is I've had it like the prom a uh, parmesan and all of that and I just never have been a fan and my dad used to always make it growing up and he was season it right but it was something about the texture that it's I would
2: or it's kind of like soft it's, I don't know
1: even when it's we, even when it's not supposed to be, it is. You know, it's just one of those things. And I know you supposed to press the, press the press it out, kind of similar to how you would press tofu. I mean, not that long or anything, but you're supposed to like pat it dry to kind of get the juice out. I just never, I can't get with it.
2: I don't know. It's a texture thing. I like eggplant. I don't love it. It's definitely not high on my list, but I can tolerate it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When I tell you what I don't like, it's, it's kind of controversial because I don't like plantain and i feel like twitter has dragged me for this cuz i'm also west indian but what i was just say how is that possible <laughs> i can't do it i don't know what it is i don't know what it is
1: i'm not a fan myself though to be <gasps> honest
2: yeah no, no. oh my god this is a safe space
1: yes it sure. is because i don't know like i've had it and i'll say oh this is pretty good and then i notice i can't eat like more than one piece
2: Oh my god. I don't know. It's I don't know what it is. The texture texture is kind of similar to eggplant in a way, no? Mm, Maybe it's like Uh, kind of fishy sometimes when I have it. It's kind of sweet. It it just doesn't hit any spots for me. I don't know what it is. Even plantain chips I've tried and I like a handful, but I can't eat the whole thing. No, same. I feel like I have to like it. I feel pressured to like it. (laughs) Well, we don't have to
1: eat it, but I know what you mean because you're like, yo, West Indy, you're supposed to love this stuff. But yeah. I
2: know. It's just a no for me. It's a hard no.
1: (laughs) Now you have me over here thinking about other things that I don't necessarily like. But I think that was probably the main ones. When you, as far as cleansing and everything, do you typically do like smoothies and juice or is it just more, like you said, fresh fruits and
2: salads and tea? This go around, since I've been less hungry, I have had a lot of juice. I have this like carrot, turmeric, ginger juice that I like. I have this like green juice that I like. I also go to Press Juicery and get some of their juices. Fancy. Yeah. Yeah. A little too fancy because I like Creation too. Do you know about Creation? No, I haven't heard of that place. Creation is like pressed Juicery on steroids because it's so expensive. <laughs> but the ingredients are a little bit better and it's a little bit more fresh, I feel like. And they have a lot of sea moss drinks because I love sea moss. Mm-hmm. So I'll throw that in there. And then I try to drink chlorophyll water too. So I, I'm trying to stay hydrated because I'm not hungry, but normally I'm not really a juice person. It's just water and fruit and vegetables. Because you want all of your fiber. You want everything, huh? You don't want I want, to- <laughs> I want to get a juicer, actually. That will save some money. I really want to get a juicer and just make my own. I have a Nama too, and I really like it. I really, really like it. Do you use it a lot? During the summer.
1: Yeah, during the summer, I was using it like every few days. Now that it's a little colder, not as much, but I'm not, of course, against it. I think it's important for me to get back into having more green juices in the morning, even if I just have it in the morning and then have other things throughout the day, more like soups and stuff like that. I just felt like I was more energized when I was doing it a lot during the summer.
2: Yeah. Mm The thing about me is I'm not really a creature of habit. Like I get bored very easily. So I'll get a juicer and use it for like 10 days and then not use it again for six months. So I'm trying to form habits and then I'll get the juicer so I can actually utilize it. That's what I'm hoping for. But I do notice that when I drink, I guess fruit juice or vegetable juice and they're not combined, I feel better. I learned that from I Am Surviving Vegan on Instagram again. She teaches that you shouldn't combine vegetable and fruit just for your digestion. So I've noticed that. So I try to kind of stick to fruit juice and then vegetable juice and not mix them.
1: Yes, that's so true. I know um, Dr. Holistic, he's been on the show a few times. He also said the same thing that it should just be, yeah, and it's just better for you. Like you said, digestion, less bloating and like food. Because a lot of us, we don't know how to like food combine, like combine our food as far as the ingredients for everything. So yeah, I've heard the same thing. And I try to do that as well.
2: I didn't even know that was a thing until I heard that, honestly. I was like, wow, I have a lot of work to do because I didn't even know... don't even think about that stuff like who thinks about that on a day-to-day basis a lot of people don't and I get why I mean we've gotten to the
1: point well we've always probably been here that just food we just eat out of convenience and it's not most of us not I'm just Americans in general it's not intentional we eat out of convenience we eat what's affordable so it's easy to not really consider it and we also eat a lot of the same things we grew up eating so we think it's fine
2: so I love that you said that because before I did this cleanse, when I wasn't feeling great, I was eating out of convenience. Like whatever I had, Like I'm just going to cook it on my way to work. I'll grab whatever. And I don't think we even realize how addicted we are to those foods though. And that's what makes a cleanse so hard because we want those foods. We don't want this food. So when I think about that and I'm like, I don't want to be addicted to processed foods and fast food and all of that stuff that keeps me fueled because everyone will be like, I'm not addicted to cheese. I'm not addicted to coffee, but if you can't do a cleanse, then technically like, aren't you addicted to them? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's just crazy to think about though.
1: It is, it is. And once you know, it's kind of hard to go back to once you start learning all of these things, it's just Mm -hmm. like, man, now you know a better way you want to do better, you know?
2: Yep. That's exactly where I am right now. So, I don't know. I feel like I've, I've come a long way in my vegan journey. And when I say everyone's journey is so different, it's so true because there's so much information out there and there's so many things I can do to better my food intake that I, I love that about being vegan because I feel like there's always something new for me to learn that I can implement in a different way and i don't know it just keeps me on my toes kind of it, it it does but also i feel like it's very
1: easy to go down a rabbit hole if you if you're consuming too much information because mm-hmm. then it, like you said earlier as far as you know the trolls coming in your dms or your mentions sometimes you just you're, you spend a lot of time second guessing when you consume so much information and sometimes i just all the time i just feel like we need to focus on what feels good for us mm-hmm. and but that comes with time though it's, you don't start off that way that comes with your skin gets thicker when you start getting the trolls and just learning and growing, you figure out what works for you. Like I probably am more open to eat some things that I would have never thought I would eat in the beginning of my journey. Cause I f- I was like super, super like, you know, everything has to be unprocessed and organic and this and that. And then when I got my grocery bill and you know, I had a family of five. It's just like, uh, yeah, that was good in theory. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, that's
1: how I feel right now. <laughs> right, it's just like, what? How is this going to do it? So, what are some of the things you do to kind of keep things affordable for you? I know that you said, of course, it's more expensive because you're doing this cleanse, but outside of the cleanse, are there anything? Because you're in LA, like I mean, come on <laughs> what What do you do? do? You spend a lot of time at the farmers' market because I know you mentioned that earlier.
2: So my work schedule is very inconsistent. So unfortunately, when farmer's markets happen on Sundays, I work most Sundays. If I'm off, I'll go to the farmer's market. But I have been very in my shell before. I used to go to Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, and that was literally it. But lately, I've definitely broadened my horizons, and I go to the grocery outlet. I go to Walmart. I go to Sprout. So I feel like the more I go to different places... I can kind of see the prices and compare and contrast and do all of that. And the grocery outlet has low-key won me over because they have stuff for like 50% off of whatever Whole Foods is selling it at. So Mm -hmm. honestly, I feel like I've been able to cut corners that way. I do kind of invest in like my vegetables so I want them to be fresh. And I feel like Trader Joe's has kind of been slacking on that lately. So Mm -hmm. I go to farmer's markets and Whole Foods for that. But when it comes to like... My favorite things like my daring chicken or what have you, grocery outlet and Walmart are low key, like very vegan friendly. So I've been impressed. Yeah, I was so impressed with the prices. So I've just been going to more places. That's really helped. I love that. Like you figure
1: out what, you know, what works for your budget at certain places. You're so right about Walmart. I I know I am. I've been sleeping on Walmart this whole time, but. The inflation actually made me go to Walmart.
2: I literally just woke up. I've been to Walmart like two weeks ago and I was blown away. I was like, wait, they have so many vegan options and the ones that are hard to find at like Target and Whole Foods that I can never find. They had all of them. <laughs>
1: Probably because a lot of their shoppers don't care about <laughs>
2: That's-
1: but you know what I love it because lately I've been going there for you know like my spices and beans and rice and like you said like the daring vegan chicken and all of those different products Garden because it's cheaper and then I go to Publix or Wegmans to get my produce because it's just the the variety is better and it just looks better feels better. So I understand what you said when you get a little picky about the produce, but I still feel like I'm saving money because I'm not buying everything at those stores. I'm just buying a thing, you
2: know, like the produce and
1: then Walmart gets my money for the
2: spices and everything else. It's definitely like a mix and match. I feel like when I first started, I was just like in my, in my zone. But, you know, being on Instagram and on Twitter and on TikTok, everyone kind of has their hacks. And I feel like I'm like learning a lot of things through those platforms too. So I feel like the cost has gotten better. It's gotten better, but I think sticking to organic is where I feel like my money goes.
0: Mm.
1: So for your, for this cleanse, are you buying only organic? I know they always say when you do a cleanse, you're supposed to, but how does that look for you? right now are you buying all organic
2: (sighs) I mostly am my fruits are organic but the Trader Joe's that's closest to me maybe I should venture out they've been out of a lot of stuff like the shelves are so empty so I was kind of like forced into buying whatever they had left so that I could actually just have something to eat but I do try to buy organic since I've been looking at prices, organic is just significantly more now. I don't know. I feel like I didn't think about it before, but like the organic raspberries that I bought were like $2 more than the non-organic. And I'm like,
0: That's it's ridiculous. kind of crazy to
2: think about we live in a world where the better option is just so much more expensive. Mm-hmm. I brought literally fruit and vegetables and it was like $100. Whew.
1: I believe you go. And, you I know. know the
2: expiration date is like, you know, a few days out. So I have to go back again. So it adds up very quickly.
1: Mm-hmm. It really does. I know you talked about as far as building your brand, you want to focus a lot on wellness and food. Of course, we know that's wellness. But are there other areas that you are looking to explore or other areas in your life that you're looking to improve on the wellness side? For well, let me start there. Let me go back. What does wellness mean to you? Let me start there. And then you can kind of go on what you what you're planning to do and what you're doing now to, you know, keep that practice, whatever that practice is for you going.
2: Wellness to me has shifted over time. I think in this very moment, wellness to me is intention. And I I use that word because it's intention in a lot of different arenas in my life. I feel like when I'm anxious or when I'm working a lot or I'm stressed, or even when I'm happy, I guess, I don't really think about what i'm doing i just kind of do it which sounds crazy but i feel like i just go through my day just like doing whatever like if i want this i'm gonna eat this if i like that i'm gonna get that but like what does it look like when i actually move with intention like and actually thinking about what is best for me i think this cleanse i forgot to mention this earlier It has also kind of gotten rid of my brain fog and I have mental clarity. So I feel like when I wake up, I have an intention for the day. I'm not just like waking up, rushing to work, doing all of that. I'm carving out time for myself. I'm eating better. I'm not rushing. So I'm in a better mood. Like my entire day goes smoother and feels better because I have intention behind what I'm doing. So in this moment in time, wellness is intentional for me. I don't really know outside of that because I feel like self-care, I, I don't even know what self-care really looks like to me. I guess it's all around food because I love to eat, but I think just creating time for myself was what I was lacking before and I just spent so much time working or cleaning or doing whatever that I never actually took an hour to myself in the morning or after work to see where I am. Like, how am I doing today? What can I do to make my day better? So those kinds of things are wellness to me. I love it. And that's self-care too. I love that. Thank you. I'm, I'm really trying. I'm on a journey of just kind of like thinking about things like, what do I like? What do I want for the future? Asking myself questions, getting to know myself better. I asked someone the other day, like, you know, what's your hobby? And they, they couldn't tell me what their hobby was. And that was actually eye-opening for me because I'm like, well, what do I even like? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure that out because I don't want to get caught up in the day-to-day stuff and just, you know, feel lost. Like I want to feel like I have a purpose, like I have intention and kind of spread that. And to answer your question, I think I want my brand to become more of spreading that message and knowing what your body needs. And that's twofold. I want to get more into like the, the vitamin space, like what vitamins does your body need? And kind of talk about that. I follow some people on Twitter and they talk about, you know, knowing when your body needs zinc or like vitamin A and all of those things. I want to dig into that. And then I also want to talk about the power of intention and the power of Wellness overall, and I want to really cater to people of color because I feel like in underserved communities, we don't talk about this stuff enough. We don't talk about the power of food or wellness or intention. And if I can just dabble in that, I would feel like I have a purpose because I love that stuff. So it kind of all comes full circle, but I've been thinking a lot about that lately.
1: That's perfect. Because my last question you just answered, I wanted to know what you were looking forward to. And there it is. You wrapped it all up nice with a bow.
2: Yes, that's
1: that's literally it. Yes, I love it. This was so fun. I'm so glad that you came on the show. We were able to just have this conversation. Let us know, let the listeners know where they can find you or anything else. you. Well, first of all, start with your Twitter. (laughs) Tell them them how to find you on Twitter, Instagram and anywhere else that you want to send us.
2: Yeah, my Twitter is at TheVeganTing. My Instagram is at TheVeganTing. I'm TheVeganTing everywhere, Ting, T-I-N-G. So you can find me on any platform, including TikTok, actually. With oh, ting. You love uh, TikTok. that's that your favorite one? Because the way you said it, it makes me think that's your favorite platform. TikTok? Yes. I actually like TikTok. I feel like my favorite is Twitter because I like to like, you know, be a troll myself and like be <laughs> <sort> funky <of> <laughs> But I'm learning to really love TikTok. Because it's really growing quickly. Yes, it is.
1: But yeah, all three I like. Love it. Thank you so much for being on the show. This was such a good time. I really want, I hope one of these days we can connect. You're in LA. So hopefully I have a reason to be there for work or anything. And I would love to have lunch or connect with you in that way.
2: Whenever you come here, I would love to hang out. I'm always here.
1: Yes. And when you come in the DC area, let me know too. That would be of great. Of course. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much again. And we'll talk soon. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts to make it easy for others to find us. Also, tell a friend. Be sure to share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag Brown Vegan. Thank you so much for your
0: support, and I'll talk to you next week.